What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Smart Dummies Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Q. And I'm your host, Big Facts. Started using the alias. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Y'all know who it is, but uh, how's everything going, man? Good, man. Everybody's safe, trying to survive without sports. Uh, Uncle Donnie came over to Arizona today, and as soon as he left, uh, the... Uh, Arizona State decided to stop counting coronavirus numbers. Man. So. That's kind of crazy. He put some influence on them. But you know, um, mm-hmm. I was just telling my wife they got some propaganda going, talking about it mutated once it left China to get to Europe. So trying mm-hmm. to kind of say that when it got here, it got much worse than it was in China. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, there's a bunch of politics involved. I told it was all propaganda. You, you worried about the meat shortage? A little bit, because I like meat. but i I had a month where i did the whole vegetarian thing so i can get by for about a month or two i won't like it but i can get by i did i did a month of vegetarian uh i think i did a month being vegetarian then like uh uh two weeks of um pescatarian vegetarian is tough yeah because your boy don't like a ton like just all vegetables all the time and i don't really fuck with salads so i love salad and i love vegetables i just love steak too so there's a there's a lot of stuff i can go without but steak is one of those things that i gotta have it like see the thing that get like i I love vegetables too but yeah i don't fuck with salads but it's a thing uh my bugaboo cheeseburgers man that's my weakness see i don't even like cheeseburgers everybody says that like man they be on a cheeseburger that's easy for me i don't like cheeseburgers like i eat them every now that's my weakness now but i'll tell you mistake but it's funny though because when you go on a diet the first thing you think about is man i want a cheeseburger (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just easy every time i'm like no i'm I'm good i'm not gonna eat meat today i drive by in and out and i'm like man i might just have to go and do this yeah but you got an in and out though we ain't got no in and out here so i don't have that type of temptation see yeah, Fayetteville doesn't have good burgers. Uh, everybody tried, like, every burger place I ever went to there, everybody's like, oh, you got to try this place. And I'm just like, eh, it's well, they got a, They got a Five Guys, but it's in Bentonville. And then they got a Whataburger yeah. now, which is cool. But, nah, I just, it's got to be a certain type of burger for me to really want it. Yeah. Hey, man, so um, I am almost certain that we're going to have basketball this year. And it's looking that way. I think the we talked about a bunch of times I mean, they're not going to be able to – I don't think they're going to be able to uh, end the season. I mean, play out the season. I think they're just going to go in the playoffs and play the playoffs. It's going to be the easiest way. I always say, like, because they're talking about renting out Disney World or um, doing it in Vegas. If you're going to do that, it would be a lot easier to have 16 teams where they're probably going to leave after a week or two and wouldn't do themselves down as opposed to for 20 games having all 32 teams in one place. Just by the dynamics of what they're saying they're trying to do, it kind of tells you that they're not going to have a regular season. I just don't see how they do that. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that the whole time, but I, I do think that you're going to see like some sort of preseason, some sort of something to get to let people get into basketball shape. I mean, because the one thing that people people say, oh, they got they got houses in the courts. Most of these cats don't have houses in their court. John Moran ain't got a house a court in his house. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? There's so many people that don't have courts but they, in get, their they home can get a or gym, home gyms though. i mean wherever they at they can get a gym you can rent out a gym where you're just in there by yourself it's not a problem if you're not around people that's see i was listening to a podcast with john moran on it he said he couldn't like everything is closed mm. um so a lot of these guys are just 
in you know shape shape stationary bikes and all that stuff but they're not in shape that's like basketball shape that's because giant expected to go nowhere i bet lebron can go everybody that probably gonna go to the finals they got a basketball court in their house hey <laughs> well i mean what can i say a rookie taking us to the playoffs he gonna get his yeah i mean i uh, i like jado i like jado. i hate he went to memphis because i fucking hate watching memphis games but i might be forced no to reason. watch him if uh justice winslow becomes somebody but i hate watching memphis just as Winslow is somebody. But Memphis has been good to my Miami Heat, so I really shouldn't have anything negative to say, man. We like Lou, bro. We like oil, okay? We facilitate a lot of stuff for y'all. <laughs> and y'all gave us uh, Jay Willie, man. Okay. <laughs> James Posey. So, yeah, oh, I forget. Yeah, you got both of those from yeah, us. That's right. Package. That and Mike Miller. That was a, that was one of the best trades that uh, Pat Riley and them made. It's, it's the quiet yeah. one, but that's one of the best trades they've ever made that – uh, Jason Williams and um, James Posey trade. Yep. Um, so they're talking about starting next season around Christmas, which, um, you know, I've heard a lot of pundits say that this is the perfect time for the NBA to experiment because, you know, the reason that summertime sporting events were always lacking is because that's back in the day when they were setting the schedules. That's when they load the family up, yeah. take them across country. You know, they don't watch TV in the summertime. And that's just probably not the case anymore. Same reason um, that kids get out for the summer to go work the harvest. <laughs> exactly. They could go exactly. year-round now, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you're going to see Christmas start at, excuse me, the NBA season start at Christmas and then end in August, which feeds right into um, football season. I mean, I ain't hating it. Yeah, man, it's funny. I, I always want the NBA season to start like because I'm a big fan, but I'm not mad. If I'm substituting NBA over the summer as opposed to when football is going on when college mm-hmm. football and if it's coming in december now that's the only thing instead of having three months of nothing to do you're looking at what a month because you got those bowl games maybe it's like the first part of december there's not gonna be not still football so i mean you got football you got you don't have I mean, college football that's what it is right yeah no college football but you got the nfl you got i mean if you're me you got hockey you know mm-hmm. so it's it, it, it hey, makes it sense, ain't gonna though. be as yeah, it ain't gonna be as dry as it is now. Yeah, and then I can wait to December for basketball if I can if I have something relevant to watch all summer because that's my problem, man. Summer. Well, and, and once you get these one and dones out of here, we'll be able to watch college basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, like true. Because Arkansas's got the number six recruiting class right now, so I'm definitely gonna be following them. I think North Carolina got number three recruiting class, unless so. that's for 2021. It's something like that, but we're back, baby. Yep. So well, we'll see. Y'all been trying to push Roy's ass out of there for for a minute now. Oh nah. The problem with Roy is Roy ain't going nowhere, and he might should because he's those seasons are getting more sporadic in between recruiting um, recruiting classes. They're not as fluid as they used to be. You're gonna get yeah. two or three dead seasons where we're just trash and then pop back up. <laughs> so, so uh, your boy Steve Ballmer has bought the form. Clippers gonna get their own spot in Inglewood. Look, man, I got to ask you something. Why not just move the damn team to Vegas or Seattle? Like, the Clippers are never going to be the favorite team in L.A. Never, ever. I mean, that is a Lakers town through and through. It's an easy answer for that, man. Because they make more money being the second team in L.A. than they will ever make even going to Seattle where they would be loved by everyone. But you got to remember the whole reason they left Seattle is because the city wouldn't put in money to build the stadium. Now, that could be solved with Steve Ballmer just putting the money up, but you still get more revenue being in L.A. So they're never going to do it. 
Seattle already has started uh, like a billion dollar renovations on Key Arena, which that's for their hockey team that they're getting. So it's going to be a dual arena. Um, they're getting uh, the hockey team starting next year. Um, but the problem ain't the arena. If they put that much money into it, it's if you've ever been to Seattle, the traffic around Key Arena, good God, is a nightmare. It is a freaking nightmare. That's what they need to put that money to. Well, I'm sure they would. They got ex- well. I don't know how much they can do around the stadium because I hadn't seen it. But I don't know. I just think they need to expand. I think it's time for the NBA to expand again. I know you don't like it. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. put another four teams in the league. The talent disbursement. Four? Yeah, man. The talent no disbursement way. is there, man. You got no this. Way. Is probably one of the most talented times in the NBA with the it disbursement is. of teams. And why ruin it? And now you just added a G League where you're going to be developing more young talent. You're going to get more young talent flowing into the NBA. If you have to, if you have four new teams, even if they're bad, at least you can facilitate that talent to those teams where you can get young and developing teams. You want more co- young coaches to have more opportunity. That's going to bring more opportunity for coaches to come in. I think they need to bring in four new teams, man. I, I would say two. I would say move the Pelicans. Just, yeah. I mean, that needs to be done. But they Move got a vest, they got a vested interest. They made some type of promise with the state doing Katrina. Yeah, I don't know, but all I okay. So what if it's four teams, right? Mm-hmm. So the rumor is that well, we know Seattle is the first yeah place getting a team. So we know what what's the other three. So you guys, uh, Seattle, been telling you Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas City it. would be one. Vegas would be another one. And then the fourth one is the trick one. I don't know where the fourth one would be. Maybe you throw another team in Canada. Maybe they try to put a team in Mexico City. I don't know. The fourth one is the one that I don't really know. But definitely Kansas City, Seattle, and Vegas. Those are the three teams I know would get a team. So here and here's the easy. And they were realigned too. Well, yeah. So you kick Memphis and New Orleans to the east. Dallas um, probably too. Well, I guess it depends. Well, so if you if you expand into Canada again, which they've they've addressed, so Vancouver could very well get another team. Canada can handle and support that now. You, I mean, there's so much Canadian talent coming into the league every year with Jamal Murray, with uh, uh, Wiggins, Bennett. I mean, they they you know yeah, talent is subjective in that last case, but um, they are you know bringing a lot more talent into the league. Um, but Montreal is a possibility. But you kick Memphis and Kansas City. In Montreal to the east, then you've got uh, Vegas and Seattle. There you go. Yeah, because you can't, you can't. I just thought about it. You can't move Dallas because Houston and San Antonio. You're not moving all three of them. So right. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Anything else before we get to our main segment? Your boy Thibodeau is back, man. He won't die. He won't die, man. He's like a baby kid. They're saying that there's it. interest. Um, Leon Rose that he's worked with did before, so the Knicks will have a first shot at him. Said, you know, D'Antoni didn't get re-signed. He didn't get the extension, so this is essentially his last year. They're pulling a Phil Jackson with him. If he doesn't get further than the Western Conference Finals, he's gone. Said Houston is interested in him. Now, that would be an interesting spot. I actually like that spot. And then the Nets are looking for, for him, and I don't understand that because Kyrie and Durant getting along with Thibs is – that just seems in unreasonable. And he gonna run him into the ground? <laughs> nah, too, nah, that ain't happening. But I, I think Houston is interesting. But it says that Thibs would get the first shot at him, which is great for fantasy because if you got assets in R.J. Barrett or Mitchell Robinson, you know they're gonna play forty nine minutes a game. It ain't gonna be none of that sitting I just, on the bench. I don't, I don't get the draw to Tibbs in twenty twenty. I don't get it. 
Oh, we like I, his tough defense, the way he teaches defensive mindedness. It'll be like the reverse the of no Golden more. State. You know, they already know how to play offense. They can score at will. We're just going to put the defense and turn them into Golden State. That BS. Ugh. Um, Kevin Durant might come back for the for this playoff tournament we're talking about, speaking that, of the Nets. That makes things very interesting, but they're still without Kyrie. I'm interested in it because he will get to lead a team, and I don't care mm-hmm. – how, what you say, that team is better than any of the Cavs team, period. So if he cannot take that team Definitely. to the finals, they will kill Kevin Durant. All that being compared I to mean, LeBron, even coming look, off man, injury, bro. You're coming you can't do that. Man, you can't be like, oh, well, yeah. you. It ain't like he just, he walking in healthy. I mean, dude. Everybody else had his, two months off, too. <laughs> come on, man. They that's said, terrible. Man, he, if he don't it, take them to the finals, that's going to be an asterisk, bro. I'm convinced that NBA fans are the absolute worst people on the planet. I tell you that all the time, though. I'm not saying they, that I believe he should, but you know that is going to be the narrative on ESPN. Tell me that it's not. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> NBA fans are the worst, man. They're going to the say, worst. they're going to say, man, he got Spencer Dinwiddie. He got Karis LeVert. He has DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, Joe Harris. These teams are way better than the Cavs. If Kevin Durant, can't take, them, I mean, if Kevin Durant can't take them to the finals like LeBron did, Kawhi took Raptors to the finals in one year. Why can't it Kevin Durant? Man, that pressure, that pressure is going to be on his head, and you know he's sensitive. I don't know how he reacts to that. I stay <laughs> if I'm him, I stay out the playoffs. I don't even come back <laughs> unless you know that you're your old self and you can dominate. I don't think Kevin Durant should come back. What you think? I mean, I think that's probably the safe bet. I mean, I don't know. He wants to hoop. Who cares? I I think in the in the last and term of his legacy, if anybody judges anybody off this season. From, you know, who wins a title, even if it's LeBron. If LeBron wins a title, it's like, yeah, they were the best team in the regular season, but that was a fucked up season. <laughs> I mean. Do they do that against the lockout? The lockout years? I mean, we barely give Carl Malone an MVP for his lockout season. Yeah, but we give San Antonio the uh, championship. No question. Yeah. I mean. You don't question and, LeBron's championship when he became LeBron after a lockout season. His best year was and, after a lockout season. In five years, people are not going to remember that that's how he won his title. They were just like, yeah, he got four rings. That's, that's what I'm saying. So you don't remember the lockout. So you don't remember the yeah. short seasons. Even with Jordan, when Jordan, the comeback season, nobody ever really know, I mean, unless you just really follow basketball, they don't know when Jordan came back. They just know mm-hmm. he lost to Orlando. They don't say, yep. oh, he didn't come back until, what, March or April. Nobody says that. They'd be like, but you know Horace Grant beat him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of Jordan, this doc has really showed me the way. Um, you just simply cannot compare eras because I do get tired of hear, seeing all these idiots talk about Jordan playing against plumbers and, and garbage men, which, I mean, in some cases is true. There's no argument I can make for Bill Whittington being on an NBA floor at any point in history. You can't do that. You can't. But all I'm saying is, Michael Jordan was so much better than everybody else, and that's what made him like. You know what I mean? There, there was there was such a great separation between Jordan and everybody else, and that's part of his greatness. No matter how good LeBron is, there's still years where you're like, mm, KD outplayed him. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's no year where Jordan wasn't like dominant, like beat his. Man, what I've noticed through this doc, especially the last episode is Jordan beat his competition into submission mm-hmm. like he beat his 
anybody that was considered on the level of him, like he took that shit personal and he beat them into submission. So you got people like Charles Barkley, like, man, I thought I was the best player in the league until, you know, I played against Jordan. You know what I mean? Clyde mm -hmm. Drexler, they just said that he could be the next child. He just punishes them. He just beats players in sub to submission. And that's the one difference between him and LeBron that a lot of fans can't convert over to because LeBron, I don't believe, has that same mentality. It doesn't feel like Kobe did. No. I know Kobe did. But do you see LeBron talking shit to other players like the way Jordan and Kobe did? Like I'm talking about talking bad to him. No. That's the thing about MJ. MJ was a dog. MJ is just one of those dudes now because you even seen when he had the Patrick Ewing say, "Man, don't start, man." Charles Barkley like, "Man, I got to hear this shit for the rest of my life." Like, I don't. It's not even malicious. You know what I mean? It's just yep. that's who he is. He's a competitor. When they talk about his gambling. He's not an excessive gambler. He's an excessive competitor. And the only yep. way to compete in some things in everything is to gamble. That's the only thing to make something be on the line. It doesn't have to be money. That's why he comes every game to beat because he's, he's addicted to competition. And there's not a lot of guys like that that's just addicted to competing. And that's the difference with today. I mean, today's NBA and back then. That's what we love about Jordan is he was so addicted to competing that a random game in November – against the uh, whoever you know what i mean he's gonna give you the best you can get every game you know what i mean and the but a lot of those old school guys are wired that way you look at the, my favorite clip from last week's um episode was larry bird was in there coaching he was like man we're here we might as well win yeah you know what i mean that just shows you how how much they they cared about it so um what you think of that? What? Uh, before we move on, what you think of that Jordan Kobe thing, man? That was that was emotional. That was emotional, man. <laughs> it kind of hit you a little, little here in the heart, man. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think about Kobe Bryant's. You know, it it just it still doesn't seem like that happened. Um, it, it was definitely an emotional part of that doc for sure. When, when you I, when you were watching it, they were showing the tweets. Did you see the tweet mm -hmm. from Trey Young to say Kobe Bryant was my Jordan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yep. was dope. And um, one last thing about the Jordan doc, I, I do. I have to pose the question though: If in twenty seventeen, okay, twenty eighteen, if LeBron just took a year and a half off from basketball, can you imagine the motherfuckers that would kill him? Like that is un. He would never recover from that. Yeah, never. Yeah. I mean, but like like I said before, when we talked about that, that depends on the situation, because if LeBron's mom died publicly and he took a year off, they would be understanding because you know how close LeBron is to his mom. It's been a storyline. Same thing with Jordan. How are you going to kill Jordan for leaving you know, as much as you don't like it? But how are you going to fault him when his dad was just murdered? You've seen him with his dad through this whole career up until what? I don't fault him. You can't really fault. I think the same thing would happen in that same situation against LeBron. Now, what I want to talk about is, you know, we talk about how would Jordan, how would Jordan fare in today's NBA? Because, you know, you got Instagram and all these things that LeBron's dealing with. What you have to understand, though, is Jordan was the first person to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Cameras around him all the time, scrutinizing everything he does. Like he was it the wore first. Him out. Yeah, that was the first basketball player to go through that. You don't like they said they only saw tennis players. He was individualized to be the face of the NBA. Even if you put Jerry West, you say Will Chamberlain and Magic, they didn't go through this. He was the first NBA athlete to go through this 24/7 coverage. Everybody reviewing him. You know what I mean? 
And so it was kind of different. Like, would he be different? I don't know if he would be different today because he was the first person to experience that. But he was also the first person to be like, they made him as super clean. So everything he did seemed negative because he was supposed to be the, the, the good boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The same thing that happened to LeBron. You're supposed to, there's pressures to go be the, the good child. boy. The golden child. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being Allen Iverson. You know what I'm yep. saying? You can live free then. It's a freer. But to be Jordan, that's different. That's a high standard to live up to. Yeah, and like I said, I don't blame Jordan. I just know that if LeBron had done that, and again, this doc kind of opens your eyes. You know, there's that shot of him in the hotel room where it's like, I go to practice, I'm here. I go to the arena, I'm here. Like, yeah. that that life has to be miserable. Yeah, because uh, you're available 24-7. And it's just insane. But another thing, like we're going to do a whole episode over the dock when it's finished. So that's why we hadn't been going into detail. But the one thing that I also like is Jordan started the sneaker wars in the NBA, which is arguably bigger than the NBA itself. Because what sneaker team you are a part of is a big deal in the NBA. And there's Mm -hmm. rivalries in that. (laughs) You know, Jordan started that because before it, that wasn't the war. You know what I mean? Everybody was kind of on converse, but he made it a big deal for these sneaker wars. Like they said, he wouldn't even wear Reebok. He covered up. He made branding, being a brand and attached to that shoe line, a thing. That was not a thing before. And another another revenue system that's better than your job. He made a revenue system outside of the primary sport that was bigger than their actual jobs. <laughs> you know how crazy that is? Well, just just wait till till Marvin Bagley and uh, uh, Homeboy and they bring Puma along, okay? Oh, oh you yeah. just wait with Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, you just wait. Yeah, never. They said they expected to make three million dollars and made a hundred and twenty six million dollars in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, crazy uh, that is. Um, all right, man. From one dynasty to another, um, let's go from the Bulls to the most recent dynasty that we've had, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, man. Um, let's do a little, little little background real fast. So, 2009, the Golden State Warriors draft Steph Curry, number seven overall, out of Davidson. Um, during this time, the Lakers are um, about to win their first title without Shaq. Um, Going to go on to be back to back champs. Uh, and at this point, 2010, 2011, we have all turned our attention to the. Uh, Miami Heat and the yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder. We we just assumed that those were the teams that were next that were going to be competing for titles for the next decade. Um, but even so, even during Miami's run, um, uh, Golden State was a mess. Um, Steph Curry dealt with injuries. Uh, 2011, they drafted Clay Thompson. They brought in Mark Jackson. Uh, they traded for Richard Jefferson and David Lee and Andrew Bogut. So they brought in a lot of veteran leadership, but Steph, once again, hurt his ankles. He dealt with injuries, I think missed most of the 2012 season. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, missed yeah, most of the 2012 season. 2011, 2012. 2012 yep. was a big change in the Golden State era. That was probably like the gold star <laughs> of the change in the Golden State era. Well, 2012 was a big change in the entire landscape of the NBA. Um, Derrick Rose blows his knee out. Yeah. Um, you know, so potentially taking at least one contender. Um, 
possibly I, I don't know that those Bulls would have been a dynasty, but I think they would have contended for a title. Uh, I mean, I guess that if the Bulls were still at top notch, I don't think the Pacers ever become what they did in the NBA with Paul George. And I think that the Bulls would have beat beaten the Miami Heat that last time, that very last year when they went to the finals to get beat. They were mentally tough enough to defeat that Miami Heat team. I think they yep. would have went to the finals at least one of those years. So in another way, in 2012, after the 2012 season that the entire NBA landscape changes is James Harden is traded to the Houston Rockets. Um, so uh, we we kind of talk about dynasties that that never happened. Um, that that probably should have. Chicago, Derrick Rose blows out his knee. OKC um, <laughs> stupidly chooses Serge Ibaka. I mean, it wasn't stupid. I mean, no, it was stupid. They didn't have to choose. Bad time. Let's let's make it clear. They could have paid both of them. They could have paid both of them. They use I'm a small market team, and they didn't want to go into the luxury tax. So when everybody uses the argument they couldn't keep both, that was lies because they had signed all those guys. They had bird rights, which means you can go over the cap to sign those guys. You're just going to be in the luxury tax every year because you have to fill your roster. That's the now decision that, that Golden State made that OKC did not. That for sure cost them a title. Definitely. Right? 1,000%. Yeah. I think we can all agree that cost them a title. Because um, they kept saying they didn't know – um, they they couldn't pay him in this. They could have maxed James Harden and Serge Ibaka out. They could have put James Harden at point guard because the only reason James Harden did not accept that contract is because they Scott Brooks refused to start him. They said they wanted him to come off the bench to be the Ginobili type. If they would have mm-hmm. just started him, James Harden might have took that extension. Now, eventually he would have got a max anyway, in my opinion. But if he would have took that extension that everybody takes, they could have at least made it to the seven-year mark and not been crazy, you know what I mean? Is that not uh, there? Talk about documentaries. There's got to be a, a documentary on OKC one day. The fact that that's gonna be worse than the Orlando one because nobody got hurt. To get three MVPs on the same team, and we're not even talking about just MVPs like um, I don't know, you know, <laughs> Steph Curry or not Steph Curry like oh, uh, Steve Nash. You know, controversial that. MVPs. I'm talking about like legitimate MVP contenders, all timers. Um, and you traded him right before his prime, right stupid. before he hit his prime, just because he wanted to start. He had a bad playoff series, a bad final series, and he wanted to start. <laughs> so that changes the landscape of the NBA. Now, um, 2012, after the 2011-2012 season, um, the Warriors draft uh, Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green. Um, they then trade for Andre Iguodala in 2013, and boom. Uh, these guys are more than just a fun team. Now they're a good team. They finished the season 51 and 31, um, get beat by the Clippers in the um, second round of the playoffs. Now, talk about the first round, right? First round of the playoffs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep, they had, they, right. But they announced themselves the year before when they went to the second round and got beat by San Antonio, I believe. Yep. Who ended up sweeping Memphis uh, in the Western Conference Finals that year after. I got to give a shout out. Memphis beat the hell out of them Oklahoma City Thunder boys. Hey, man. Chill out. Calm 4-1. Down. Um, but <laughs> Calm down. Back to the Warriors. 51-31 uh, and 31 in, in uh, 2013. The Clippers, again, no one's talking about the Warriors as a, a title contender. They're just a fun, good team. We're still paying attention to the Lakers. Uh, we're still paying attention to the Clippers, who um, – you know they're winning fifty games a year, and this is the team that you just assume is going to take the mantle in the West. Yeah, um, the Lob Cities. 
Yep, and Golden or excuse me, San Antonio won their their final title in 2013. Oh, excuse me, 2014. 2014. Here comes Steve Kerr. Um, they Mark, fire Mike Mark Jackson. Mark uh, Jackson is fired after going to the playoffs because allegedly of some comments that he made that the new owners didn't like. I think that you also got to give credit to the change came when they hired uh, Joe Lakeup and what's the other guy's name? Uh, well, Joe Lakeup's the owner, and the, he he bought the team in 2010. And then my, uh, I thought it was a partnership. It was Joe Lakeup and somebody else. Part of an ownership group. You're right. Um, and then uh, what's his face? Bob Myers is the GM. Yeah, Joe Lakeup and Peter Goober. Yep. And they hired Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson was the first hire. Um, he took over for Don Nelson, who yep. had a good run. He bit, he he brought that fast running gun style. If you don't know who Don Nelson is, he's basically Mike D'Antoni before Mike D'Antoni. He he Fair. was going to uh, push the fast pace, shoot a lot of threes, run, go up and down. He was the coach of the We Believe team with Baron Davis, Monte Ellis, all those. But after he got let go, Mark Jackson was the fight first hire of the new ownership group, who also brought in Jerry West, the kingmaker, as a consultant. Yep, and that's the underrated part. Yeah, um, I agree. And without and and I want I want everyone to know how crucial Jerry West was to this dynasty because they don't give him his props. But but um, Golden State was going to trade uh, Clay Thompson and um, David Lee to Minnesota for Kevin Love, and Jerry West said, "Do not trade that dude." Well, I mean. You can they kinda, almost traded Steph Curry the year before. Well, that's what I said. You might just say that this was whole thing was luck, and we give them a lot of credit for being smart. But if you Dumb look luck. back, they tried to trade uh, Clay Thompson and Curry to the Clippers for Chris Paul, which was declined. And then they tried to cl- trade Curry before Monte Ellis, but they yep. didn't think Curry could pass the physical or was declined. Min- Milwaukee the, didn't think he could pass the Milwaukee physical. didn't. And see, this is the thing. Some players, I should have put him on my list for players who were lost in history because you listen to that and you think that's crazy but it's really not Monte mm. Ellis was that dude man he he could ball he could ball when he came in the league and he came in in um 05 he was they were bad he wasn't really that great average like nine points a game but that very next season he won most improved player he increased his average by 9.7 points which was the largest leap in history at that time averaging 6.5 points 4.1 assists and 1.7 steals. He was on the We Believe team. He was a crucial part of the We Believe team. And I don't know. was that dude. He was, it, he was, that dude was cold. If it wasn't for the motorcycle accident, he had, he got an extension for like four years, $44 million. And he had a motorcycle accident that messed up his ankle, both ankles yep. actually. And he lied about it and said that he, he did it hooping, but he yep. didn't. He did it in a motorcycle accident, so they suspended him for like 30 days, which would have been the same amount of time that he missed, but he actually ended up missing like four months. He was never as explosive as he was before then. No, he's never the same. What was that in? Uh, 09? 08? 09? So yep. he had been in the league four or five years. If you didn't see Monte Ellis before 08, 09, then you don't really know who Monte Ellis was. I thought that dude was going to be the next Iverson, the way he quickness getting to the hole, explosiveness scoring. He still was able to develop his game to be a – a very efficient mid-range shooter. You know what I mean? Man, I wish I wish we could have seen a little more of that We Believe team with Baron Davis, Monte Ellis, Steven um, Jackson, Steven Al Jackson, Harrington, Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes. I mean, Alina Alabuzi t- from, t- from Tulsa. <laughs> a fun team, dude. A fun team. Um, 
2015, uh, 14, 15, the Warriors go 67 to 15. A uh, first year with Steve Kerr. Um, the difference was he took David Lee out of the starting lineup and started Draymond Green. Um, they were first in defensive and efficiency. Don't second discount off- how good David Lee was. If you don't know who David Lee was, go look at his stats from the Knicks. David Lee was good. Yeah, wasn't David Lee part of the um, part of the reason they wouldn't trade for Carmelo Anthony? Yeah. They yeah, didn't want to go they, David Lee. David Lee and uh, Gallinari. Yep. And people called him crazy because Denver, back then, that's the, so you know some GMs are smart because back then we all called them dumb. Like, why wouldn't you make that trade? Like, they would they refused to give up Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, those players. And yep. now you see those players are really good. Um, Steph wins his first MVP in 2015. Uh, now, I will say. 50 points, 11 threes at the Garden. I mean, this is when Steph... Here's the thing about the Warriors. There was never a chance to see them coming because once they got... I mean, they were just here. Um, again, in 2013, 2013-2014, you're like, okay, this is a good team, a stable franchise. They're going to be really good. Steve yeah. Kerr, you know, Mark Jackson built the house, laid the foundation, but Steve Kerr unlocked the door. I, um, think, you, I think you could see it coming, though. I mean, if you watch those scenes, like, I'm... I'm a Heat fan, so that was during the Heat, um, the Heat reign of terror when they were really growing. Um, I was a big Monte Ellis fan because the problem is, you know, I'm a night owl, so I stay up. If you got league pass, you only got a few options after like 8 p.m. <laughs> You're either mm-hmm. watching the Kings, Portland, Denver, Lakers, Clippers, or uh, Golden State. You know what I mean? Seattle. No, they ain't got a team. So you got you only got yeah, a Yeah, you're watching teams. the West Coast games. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I started watching a lot of those Golden State games because I liked Monte Ellis, and I thought Monte Ellis was a bad dude. And it was a legit debate whether they should trade Monte Ellis or Stephen Curry. Like, Monte Ellis was killing. He was a monster. His, his best season, and then he had that ankle injury and had some injuries, and they told him that they would not draft another point guard, and they drafted Steph Curry. You would think that that would have caused some kind of friction between those two, but they actually played awesome together. They didn't play bad. They had great seasons together. They were a fun, dynamic team. Then Curry started having having those ankle injuries, and new ownership came in. I think that, you know, it's an old-school tradition that you can't win a championship without a seven-footer. At that point in time, they had David Lee, Draymond Green. uh, Andrew Bogut. They didn't have Bogut then. That's what I'm leading to. They had Ide Upa, Yupe, and, you know, those African dudes. Yeah. They had, like, three of yeah. those dudes. FK but they, Udo, Festus yeah, Azili at one point. Yeah, but they didn't have a legit big man. And G, um, Jerry West came in there. You know, all those old school dudes believe that they can't win a championship. So that's when they traded Monte Ellis for Andrew Bogut and Stephen, Stephen Jackson. But that's the yep. key. They didn't want to trade Monte Ellis. They were still comfortable building around Monte Ellis. They tried to trade Curry. Milwaukee, Milwaukee said, no, give me Ellis. And that's how the trade came along. They could have had Curry, but Curry's injury, foot injuries, the the previous two seasons scared him off. And the crazy part is they would have had him and Giannis uh, because they drafted Giannis in 11. So, yuck. Yeah, because when 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 they came in March, it wouldn't have mattered anymore. They weren't even trying to win. They they didn't even re-sign. I think Ellis played one more year with them. Yeah, and then he was in Dallas. Memphis? No, Dallas, he went to Dallas, Dallas first. Yeah, he went to Dallas. Right. So, but if Steph Curry would have went, then he would have came up for an extension. But yeah. if they would have saw that next season from Steph Curry, what they saw that Golden State saw, then man, it would have been crazy. 
Um, and, you know, here's the thing about the Warriors in 15. I still think that if LeBron has something on that team, that the Cavaliers win that title. Um, you know, to to the fact that LeBron won two games with the team that he – oh, my God. I, that Would you say that team is worse than um, the 07 team, the 15 team? No, because I'm a big fan. People look at it based on talent, who can score. I think that is one of the best teams LeBron had because you had more people to do exactly what they were supposed to do. Like you had the ultimate role players on that team that didn't try to do anything outside of what LeBron told them to do. So I think that is the ultimate team for LeBron because he controlled everything that went on the court. It wasn't nobody taking any shots that he doesn't say yes to. You had defenders that all they did were defend and he could rest and dominate on offense. Shooters around him where he could dominate in the post and they couldn't guard down on him. I think that was one of the best teams that LeBron had, actually. I disconcur. Uh, <laughs> I, I think by the time they got to the finals, they had lost Kyrie in game one of the finals. They had lost Kevin Love earlier to um, uh, Kelly Olenek trying to rip Kevin Love's shoulder but, out the socket. This is the key, though. The difference between, yeah, Kyrie can go at Curry, but the problem was they, didn't ha- they couldn't dedicate somebody to shutting down Curry. That's what they were able to do with Della Vadova. They were able think, to dedicate him to just shutting down Curry and shutting down the head of the offense. I think if Kyrie does not get hurt, Cleveland wins a 15. I think I if, know. obviously we all think if Draymond, I mean, LeBron won two games. They were up 2-1 uh, with literal doo-doo yeah, on the but, floor. But no I'm one else could score. That, that was because, like, you, you can't take one part of it and leave the other one out. They were up because they dedicated Della Vadova to oh, doing he wore nothing stuff out for but, a minute. But but yeah. following Curry and made Curry have to figure that out. If you don't yeah. have that, then Curry then Curry actually gets loose and it's a different game. They won too because that. they made it ugly games. They made it ugly for Curry. Curry shot his worth percentages over those two games. You put Kyrie in there, Kyrie's not doing that to Curry. I he still literally think, I followed still, him the whole game and did nothing else. And I think that there there's still a chance they figure that out. Um with Kyrie on the floor, uh, you know, I think if they have Kyrie or Kevin Love, the Cavs win that series. Um, and I think in 16, obviously, if Draymond doesn't get suspended, most likely that uh, Cleveland wins or uh, Golden State wins that series. So I think that they each have one championship that the other could probably claim that they would have. If you haven't heard the Draymond interview on all the Smoke podcasts, I don't want to be advertised on other podcasts, but that Draymond interview is probably one of the best interviews I've ever heard. And he essentially says something like that. He says something like, huh? It was a fascinating interview. Yeah, he says something like one of those championships he feel like they wouldn't have got and one of them he feel like they would have got. So he kind of balances it out and says it evens out because he kind of says the same thing you said. I think he's saying that. Or he's saying that they should have lost against OKC. Because everybody believes they should have lost against OKC. Mm-hmm. OKC was the better team. OKC should have won a championship that year. You know year. what? But oh, the, the, here's the thing about that OKC team. So let's get to, to 16, right? So 16, we're go, the Gold State Warriors go 17, excuse me, go 73 and 9. Um, they break the Bulls record. Steph wins unanimous MVP, back to back MVP. Um, here's the thing about that Oklahoma City team. They were very pedestrian in, in the uh, regular season. I can't remember why. And I know that that was Scott Brooks's last year. Yeah. Um, but I cannot remember why they were so bad. Because they they only finished the regular season at 45 and 37. Um, and snuck into the playoffs at like as like a sixth seed. Oh, you know that what was, it was? Kev, Kevin Durant played 27 games that year. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, he was coming back off injury? 
No, no, that, no, no, that, no, 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 no. That's not the Wait right year. That was the Sorry. year before. Yeah, I got it wrong. Um, 2015. Yeah, they were very good. They were. They finished third in the Western Conference. Uh, 55.7. My bad. I was doing <laughs> the research caught up to me. But yeah, so that was a very good team. OKC ends up in the Western Conference Finals, up three games to one, and really, it looked like Golden State was just done. Um, yeah, and it's funny because if you talk to people about it now, they'll be like, well, that Golden State, I mean, that OKC team was trash. No, no. it was not. That team no. was good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. They played yeah. well. They had Durant. They had KD. They had Steven Adams. They had Kenneth, uh, Ennis Kanter, who was bad on defense, but was like the best rebounder off the bench in the league. They had yep. Deion Waiters. Deion Waiters. <laughs> I mean, they had a really good team. Serge Ibaka was there. That team should have won, no question. The reason why they didn't win is because similar to what you know, you've heard Wade say about LeBron or you've heard what uh, other players, Kevin Durant wasn't fully there. You know, Kevin right. Durant was one foot out, one foot in. And when they really put the pressure on them to shut down Russ, Russell Westbrook and shut down KD, KD kind of folded. And he don't get enough credit for that loss because they just start going one-on-one and taking bad shots. It helped that it Clay was, got super hot. Like, yeah. Clay got hotter than— Game six, Clay. But Clay's a killer, though. Clay yeah. is one of those Clay is one of those underrated killer killers. Like like I like the story that they told when Draymond said, Hey, I kinda look at Clay sometimes and he says, They pay me to shoot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's true yep. this shit ever. They and play me to score. That was an epic series, but can we can we rewind? Because I just want to talk about you know, people make fun of Steph for, you know, I don't know, what he his just being a he kind of corny, corny ass dude with a foot fetish or something like yeah. all the all the weird shit they say about him. But that dude in the regular season shat on OKC to pull up at the end of the game from basically half court and drill a three, nothing but net in Westbrook's face was the dirtiest thing I've ever seen in my life, bro. This is this is the thing that that I don't get about people is because. It's got to be because he's light-skinned. It got to be. Because if you really look at Curry, Curry's a fucking killer, bro. He is, man. <laughs> he is a he is that same type of killer. Like, when we talk about Jordan and we talk about all these players, Curry is that. He's just yep. quiet. He doesn't talk, but he wants to step on your neck. He wants to prove that people aren't better than him, and he's a killer. The only thing is he's a mix of, like, Kobe killer but team player like Wade, you know what I'm saying? He's more yeah. Wade than probably anything because he'll kill you. But I, I hate that everyone's acting like Curry's not as good as Durant. Because if you look at Curry before Durant got there, after Curry's best season that he ever had in his life, he, he had embraced, even better. He embraced, but he embraced like he he got the MVP. He came back and he had a better season mm-hmm. off the best season that he's had in his NBA career. Probably one of the best seasons in NBA history if you break down the stats. Team mm-hmm. goes 73-9. and nine. You just beat Durant, and you're willing to let Durant come in and not only let him come in, but take a step back on your game to the point where people forget who Stephen Curry is. Like They're yep. like, oh, Durant was there. They only won because Durant. Do you know what Stephen Curry did before Durant got there? He, had, he was coming off a unanimous MVP award. The Crazy only one stat. ever only one ever he went 73 as nine as a team and yeah they came up short in the playoffs but there was crazy things that happened 
But Durant yeah. never led a team like that. That was Curry's team, point blank, period. He had an MVP season that they won a championship. He had a unanimous NBA MVP season where they won 73-9, and nine, and they lost in the championship in seven games. And you're telling me that he can't do it without Kevin Durant? Are you crazy? <laughs> and, I mean, that, that 16 season – was was something that was absolutely. If they, I, it's I the wish most incredible team. basketball I've ever seen. It was so oh, easy. I've absolutely. never seen anything that easy. And Durant yeah. says that that was the hardest season for him because teams had Draymond. actually adjusted to him. Yeah, Draymond said that that yeah. was the hardest season because teams actually adjusted to him. That's the easiest basketball I've ever seen. Like they literally just set out fourth quarters, coach team. Like they that was the they were they coasting, were beating bro. teams by fifty. Yes. But what you don't realize is though, and that Curry doesn't get credit for, is that in the first round of that playoff, he took, he um sprained his MCL. So yep. even though we talk about Draymond, we talk about Iguodala getting hurt, Curry wasn't hundred percent in that series yep. either when they lost because he yep. he messed up his MCL. He didn't come back to Game Three of the second round. So whatever yep. he did wasn't even his full health. And that's why they struggled in that OKC series because he wasn't at full health and Clay held him off long enough to where he can kind of get back. But he was not 100% in that playoff series. None of the Warriors were. Now, I will say. And Harrison Barnes was trash. Don't let me ever forget to tell you that Harrison Barnes was trash <laughs> in that series. They literally left the NBA player that was a first-round pick wide open, and he missed all those wide open threes. If we really yeah. want to get into why they lost, it's definitely because Harrison Barnes couldn't hit an open shot. But he's so trash that we don't even mention that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you forget he was on the damn team. Yeah, we just say, oh, yeah, they lost because this. Don't never mind, they literally left Harrison Barnes and Iguodala open. Iguodala made them pay, but Harrison Barnes never just I think he was like 0 for 9 in one of those games. I wanna I wanna address something real quick though, because I do feel like this was the if if anybody who's listening gets, has a chance to go back, so we we've been talking about the Draymond Green interview. Yeah, I think Draymond is probably we definitely seen the best Draymond. But if people will go back and watch 2014 through 2017 Draymond, like just watch and see how athletic and like skilled on like how much of a problem Draymond was. The the Charles Barkley thing has become two separate things, right? Draymond never said he was better than Chuck. Yeah. It's just that he don't fucking like Chuck. And Chuck don't like him. Charles sure. Barkley talking about. But and I, I didn't realize that until the interview. He was like, I I respect Charles. He he paved the way for me in my position. Um, you know, but I have titles. Which I don't think that's a good argument for Draymond because he ain't he ain't nothing like near what Chuck was. I will say though, I will say though, when you talk about it though, I think it's fair to put Dray playoff Draymond Green against Barkley and don't just do points. Go if watch. You do, if you do playoff Draymond Green against Barkley, it's a lot closer because in the regular season Draymond doesn't do as much. But in the regular in the postseason Draymond's stats go up, especially like rebounding and assists steals. And Draymond could get you a triple double with 10 steals. Like Draymond Green, if y'all, everybody makes fun of him now, but in 2014, 15, 16, 17, Draymond Green was a very, 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 very good player. Um, See, this is the thing, though. I don't think that any of those players are less than what they were. I think they all adjusted to take a backseat role for Kevin Durant. Because I think they're all about team, they're about winning, and I think they all kind of took a step back from really what they did. Because when you add Kevin Durant there, then Draymond gets less touches. But before Kevin Durant was there, 
Draymond, Draymond is more of a facilitator. Draymond right. is odd, odd because he needs the ball in his hands, and Curry and Clay are okay with that because he facilitates so much. Even if he comes down as the point, the pass, he prides himself as being one of the best screeners in the NBA. Well, that's nothing but love if you're guarding Curry. You come off a screen, he passes it to you. Draymond comes and ball screens for you. Now that defender that you own is taking two screens of punishment, and he's not the same. He gets you a lot of wide-open shots. I personally have said this before. Before Kevin Durant got there, while he was there, that team is better without Kevin Durant. Nobody can tell me any different. It, without Kevin Durant there, somebody that wants the ball needs the ball. Now, the first year that Kevin Durant there was there, that team's probably the best team I've ever seen. Because no doubt. Kevin, because Kevin Durant bought in to all the bullshit, all the playing without the ball team player. That next year, he wanted to be LeBron, and he did not buy in. That's what Draymond Green said. That's what I always yeah. believed. They went to more isolation sets, more trying to get Durant the ball. You take that out of that offense, and you get that pretty ball movement back with Draymond Green facilitating. When he's facilitating like that, it doesn't matter if he gets four turnovers. Now it looks bad because Kevin Durant wanted the ball, this, this, and that. But when you just let that ball free flow and everybody's hot, everybody can shoot, that offense is way better. I think that offense is going to be better next year with Wiggins. It fit Wiggins a lot better than D'Lo. Because D'Lo is a I-need-the-ball-player-like-Durant as opposed to Wiggins that is comfortable being a fourth. He is what they wanted Harrison Barnes to be. Yeah, I think Wiggins no, I, will be the exact version of what they wanted Harrison Barnes to be. That you, team is going to be dangerous. You're jumping ahead. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Why don't you settle down? We're talking okay. about the dynasty team, all right? <laughs> Hell. Um, so we know what happens, right? So they lose to the Cavs. Um, and that was, I got to say, that might be the best finals I can remember. Um, I know, you know, we've, it has to we've be. seen a lot of good ones, but I think that's that's probably the best finals in history, right? Or not in history. They're going to make a movie you, or some shit about that. They, they got to. The, that, the 2016 finals, I think, is... It's got to be the best finals I've I've ever seen. Um, Semifinals and finals, because you had two teams come back from a three-one deficit, which has never been done in history. Two teams do that in one playoffs, in one playoffs, one year. And I I will say, everyone knows that I'm a LeBron guy. Uh, not a LeBron better than Jordan guy, but just a LeBron guy. Um, LeBron James was just incredible. He and Kyrie both were absolutely incredible. The last three games of that finals, both averaging over forty points. LeBron James. That block is still, like, I, I'll never forget where I was and how I felt when it happened. Uh, it was the most exciting thing I'd ever seen. My uh, thought is, shit, Iggy, why did you dunk that shit? Because, <laughs> he was, because he was hurt. But that was my first thought. If Iggy is not hurt, that dunk changes the series because they go up two. They go up two with that dunk. Then when Kyrie hits the shot, they're only down one as one. opposed to three. Yep. With Golden State having one shot. That changes thing. Game seven, one shot. That's big. But Curry ain't yeah. never hit a game winning shot. So I don't know. That could have been his defining moment. He missed. He still should have won damn MVP. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I think he should have um, won MVP two two years in a row. So um now, and meanwhile, in the NBA, the NBA has a a, a weird cap influx and everyone <laughs> spends recklessly. Blows their money. I mean, you had the Lakers just giving out contracts like it was the thing to do. Um, now, you had a, a regression in that salary cap, which left the hole for Golden State to be able to recruit and land Kevin Durant. And this was all well, perfect. I, actually, it wasn't. The spike came because of the CBA and the new TV deal. So there was a couple things that happened. Not only did you have a new CBA, 
but you had a new TV deal that was signed during that CBA negotiations. So that's why the cap, they projected the cap to make a jump because the ratings are supposed to go up. Yep. But and every so, team, every team had a lot of signings, but they also put the new um, Supermax, Burr, right? All those rules were still in effect. And so once again, we talk about dumb luck and a perfect storm. Golden State, Boston, and the Knicks, I think, were the only teams besides OKC with cap room to sign Kevin Durant. And, oh, by the way, can we back up? The Heat had cap room. Can we back up a minute? I forgot. Talk about more dumb luck. Steve Kerr was very close to taking the job with the Knicks, but did not want to run the triangle under Phil Jackson, who instead hired Derek Fisher. Yeah, Phil, and, Phil was actually the uh, the president of basketball operations in New York. He was putting pressure on Kerr to yep. sign there. But also, Steve Kerr happened to have a daughter who was going to college, and he did not want to move to the East Coast. So here he lands in Golden State, which people thought were crazy at the time, like the Warriors. Uh, yeah, you know, the Knicks the are Knicks. rebuilding. Mm-hmm. He got Phil Jackson in the triangle. He's about to turn the Knicks around. It's a big yep. market team. Yep. <laughs> So, um, flash forward to 2017, as you said, uh, this is probably the best team I've ever seen when they get Kevin Durant, um, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving. Um, at this at this point, the Cavs have no shot at beating them. Um, 2018, more of the same. Um, LeBron is under man. You got, but it's important to note, as Draymond Green said, after Kevin Durant probably had one of the best playoff series. I do think Kevin Durant should have won that Finals MVP. I agree. Just because the impact of the game one shot, kind of dominating LeBron in that series, he thought that it would be like LeBron in Miami. When LeBron won that championship, he dominated. Everyone said, okay, he switched team, but he's the best person. What happened was KD went in there, kind of dominated LeBron. They won, and they didn't say that. They said, ah, well, you could see LeBron's still the best player. KD just got a better team. It's KD and the Warriors. So that That's next true, season, though. that next season, KD wasn't, he, he wasn't, wasn't as in. team friendly. He wasn't diving for the balls, just re- comfortable with running the offense, comfortable with some nights getting 17. He needed to have the ball because he wanted to prove he was dominant. And that Look, started the, that started there, the break. There was never going to be a scenario where that, 17 Warriors team was regarded, you know, in, in a good It should have been. He anyway. dominated. Tra- traditionally, if you dominate the way KD dominated LeBron, you should have got respect. But you're talking about adding Kevin Durant to a 73-9 team. I mean, there was just no way around people going to be that's like, true. oh, that's all they were missing was Kevin Durant. It wasn't like this was a 50-win team. Exactly. It, it was everyone saw it, and I still see it as – that that ring specifically, I'm only talking about 17. I'm not talking about 18. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm talking about 17. That will always be the bitchiest thing Kevin Durant could have ever done to me. Like, after 18, or, you know, after that, fine. 18, they got that title. Um, I don't wish any bad thing on, like, the him See, I, blowing I out used his to, I used to disagree with that, but for the reasons that Kevin Durant went, I now do agree. Because the reason that he went is because he went there to get the love. Like, he wanted everybody to love. He thought he took an easy way out to -hmm. get the love. He told, he said it was about basketball, it was about winning. He just wanted to win. If that was the case, he would have resigned with Golden State. But that's not the case. He went for the love. So, if you're going there for the love and you knew that's the spot that would get you a title, he essentially bought a title. 
And I'm yep. not okay with that. When he first went there, I was good because I thought, like he said, what does it matter if he goes to a 73-win team? He's about winning. He wants to win titles. They stay there. They run off five, six titles. I'm cool with Kevin Durant. Yep. But he 100%. didn't go there for that. He didn't want to go there to play good basketball. He got an easy First year, ring. he played good basketball. Second year, it became about him. Third year is about ego, but they're going for the three-peat. Fourth year, he went to get his own team because he wanted to love. That means yep. that you thought you were doing what LeBron was doing, and it was a whole move. You should have yep. just stayed in OKC. And I 100% agree with you. If if he stays and finishes or plays a majority of his career in OK or excuse me in Golden State, um, I got no issues. Like yeah, that, that's just good business. Yeah. But he wanted you to know, win, and and that's what you're going to be judged off. But now, as you said, it's like no, you just wanted the easy title um, in 17 to get and, the, get it get the monkey off your back. Now that it's yeah. off your back, now you can do whatever you want. You got an argument because you got titles. He's too aware of the arguments and how much titles factor into that. I don't like that. And that, but that's that's the plus side of the LeBron James argument for me. It's like nobody was beating that Warriors team. The '96 Bulls were not beating that Warriors team. Mm, like, no, no, God, don't no, go too far. No, we're nobody. We're having, a, we're having a good pod. We don't just agreed that, that this was the best team that we'd ever seen. And we both watched yeah. '96 Bulls. Listen, listen, I did, but I didn't understand what I was watching. Now okay. I understand I mean, what I'm watching. You're not. I'm saying it's the best team that I've seen after. Like, understand. I was 13 then. You know what I mean? But I'm now saying, I like understand. And that team. It depends on which rules. I'll go with this. I'll give you this. What rules are we playing under? That's for that everybody, team? though. That's for. I'm everybody. just saying. I'm just saying. If you're talking about those two teams, if you are you doing hand checking or you're not. And either way, who the fuck is guarding Jordan? Yeah, I don't know. But, like who's and you know how Jordan feels when somebody think you think they're better than. So you're going in with Jordan saying, knowing that you're telling him that this team is better than the Bulls. Who's guarding Kevin Durant? Scottie Pippen. Who's guarding Clay? Uh, Ron Harper. Ron Harper. Ron Harper. One of the better Ron Harper's one of the best defenders in the NBA. Ron Harper's guarding him at 6'6". 100%. But you think Ron Harper is chasing Clay Thompson around? Yes. No way. No way. He chased Reggie Miller? But he can't chase? Yes. Okay, who else? Rodman and Jermon Green cancel out. That's probably true. Okay, now, now we go small. And they put Kukoc in. Because you know y'all like small ball with the Warriors. And they think, put Kukoc in. You think Pippen fucking with Kevin Durant? Yes. 1,000%. I don't. You know why? I do. Because I sat and watched Grant Hill eat Pippen shit up for a few years. And, and, and Kevin Durant is better And they than went Hill. back and forth. Go to get the fuck out of here. They could not stop Grant Hill in Detroit. Kevin D- Durant Detroit. doesn't dribble as good as um, Grant Hill. All I'm saying is I've seen someone fuck them up before. But you know, you know that uh, Kevin Durant is not going to get in this spot. He's not going to just be able to get down low that easy. You don't so think that means he gonna, he's going to have to dribble on the outside. He's not dribbling on the outside on you don't, Pippen. You, you think see, Pippen? You is, seen is what he did though? to your boy Magic Johnson? You saw all that shit about Magic Johnson. What my boy Pippen do? Pick him up full court, shut him down. Yeah, I'm talking about in 1996 when Pippen could barely walk because his back was hurt. That's the hey, and they, I'm and, about. and they might and they might put Pippen on uh, Draymond Green. And put Rodman on Kevin Durant. And the reason why you would do that is because when they use Draymond Green to bring the ball up, whoever's at the top of the key, that's who's Pippen's going to get. Whoever's down low, that's who Rodman's going to get. I and would, Kevin Durant doesn't want any part of Rodman. I don't care what you say. No so, part. Zero. But here's the thing. You got you got the, the Warriors were a good defensive team, right? You got Clay for Thompson. This era, for this era. 
Iguodala ain't slaw. He's not stopping Jordan, bro. I'm not saying anybody's stopping Jordan. I am saying that Jordan just attacks like the rim more. Jordan attacks the rim more aggressively than anybody that we've seen. Steph Curry can shoot that from anywhere on the court. How do you defend that? That because he might miss. Jordan doesn't miss. He's either getting a foul. Think of James Harden in Jordan form. James Harden is the only person that attacks the rim like Jordan. Even LeBron don't attack the rim because he didn't want to take that beating. You heard him say that they almost killed Jordan. Jordan rules. He still attacked the rim. People don't do that. You put Jordan hand-checking or no hand-checking, there's nobody on the Warriors that is stopping Jordan from getting to the rim. I think that Warriors team beats any team in NBA history. Jordan gets 97 on that Warriors team. Period. Fouls everybody no, out. No, Dunks on everybody. You and you uh, definitely ain't going small small ball. You gotta play a big man in there. Because Draymond's I, not stopping Jordan from dunking. Are you crazy? I disagree. But Who's stopping Jordan from dunking. Just give me that one answer. But let, we won't go anywhere else. We we get way too Jordan far off topic. We can we can do this later. But I just what, want one answer. Who's stopping Jordan from dunking? You don't That's have it. to stop Jordan. For, I mean, at some point you let <laughs> Jordan's gonna get his. He's Michael Jordan. Jordan is gonna get his. Right. LeBron James put up fifty a 50-point triple-double on these dudes and still lost in and five he, games or in four not, games. And he's not the animal that Jordan is. Who's stopping Jordan at the rim? Dre, uh, LeBron James will stop driving to the hole. He will start shooting fadeaways. This, this is Who's such stopping a, dude, Jordan? This is, this is not the slow down, let me put my back to the basket. Like, you got to be running and gunning. I, Did you forget that how Jordan used to attack the rim and dunk people before he we're, started we're playing? Ne- we're, look, we're wasting people's time. We're never going to agree on this. So You remember that, that you can stay in the lane a little time. bit longer. All right, let's go keep, ahead, let's, let's keep moving. Um, Nobody's stopping the, Jordan, though. So, 2019... Um, 2019 clay or no 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 kevin durant um pops his achilles yeah 2019 2020 yep he didn't pop his did he pop his achilles first yeah popped his or, well he pulled a muscle no, in his leg no, he did his, his knee achilles. or something first no it was, it was the back of his leg it was it was his achilles and Not he came back to oh, i know it was a calf it was yeah. a calf, but they said that it could be an Achilles. The speculation was that it could be an Achilles, but he kept saying it wasn't an Achilles injury. It was a calf injury. Correct. Then when he came back, he heard his kid. Yeah. And so um, here's what I'll say. If either Durant or Clay are healthy, we're not talking about Kawhi the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, point blank period. Everybody can give Toronto all the credit you want, but if you watch that series, you know if Durant – if Durant and Clay are both healthy, they win that 4-0, period. Which is With- exactly how I feel about the 2015 Cavs. But anyway. Please. Uh, so, oh, so we can make the argument for the Warriors, but LeBron ain't got his best two cats, and all of a sudden, yeah, they wasn't shit anyway. Bro, KD was out. Clay. <laughs> Kyrie and Kevin Love both hurt. Yeah, That's like you, taking KD. You, you, saw, you saw that team play them with Kyrie and Love healthy, though. When the next year? Yes, they yeah, won. It. Then talk- they played them. Then they played them again. That now that is true, but you're talking about a young team who'd never been to the finals before. Like they had no experience. I Bro, think my, my only argument is that you don't know. I could say that I don't know if the Warriors win, but you can't say the Cavs will win either because you have to account for how Delavadova disrupted Curry those first. Like, I think four they figured that out at some point. I mean, it's not like Kyrie's playing 48 minutes a game. They would have figured out that Delavadova yeah, was wearing yeah, his dude out. But Delavadova's not starting. Even you can't when play they three guards the, all of a sudden? Bro, did they do it the next year? He didn't play that much. Was Delhi on that team? Delhi was on that team. Because yes. I, I, 
I remember he was that on they that team, but if Kyrie's there, he's not playing, bro. He didn't play. He didn't play as much, and it was a different. They won. Well, they it wasn't like Delvadova was that way the whole series. He was only that good for two games, bro. Like, no, I'm saying for like three games, whether he scored or not, all he did was chase Curry. It was That's game it. two and game three. That was the, and they took his ass and to the hospital one. after game three and for game like, four for like three games. Curry shot like twenty two percent from the field. Game four, that shit was over. So that that was never sustainable anyway. Um, so uh, go ahead. So let's get to current day. Um, you and I are both in agreement that the Warriors are set up to probably. I think they could win another title or two. I think they're going to be better. If, if barring that Clay and Curry both come back healthy, which Curry just had a hand injury, Clay is the big one. If Clay can come back and defensively be what Clay was before, because he'll be able to shoot, that's not going to go away. I don't care what people no, say. No, never. That's never going to. Even if he can't jump, he loses athleticism. The big deal is can Clay still guard and move laterally? That's what I'm concerned about. If Clay can guard and move laterally, then that team is just as dangerous. And Wiggins, like we talked about before, he's what they wanted Harrison Barnes to do, to be. And now he's in that role. He's in that elite role player role, which is probably the most dangerous role in the NBA. Come in with a like high prospect, and everyone expects you, and all he's these got expectations. The yeah, let people down, and now you're the fourth option. But keep nobody can guard. Wiggins one-on-one don't get that twisted it's the other things but Wiggins can give you 40 at any time he can shoot threes he's a he'll average 22 points a game a uh, light 22 he'll knock down three three-pointers he'll play a little he'll play a better defense than he played in Minnesota because they're actually competing he's going to rotate past the ball it's going to be like Latrell Sprewell when he went to Minnesota like I didn't know he could play like that yep and, and so you add, not to mention they have cap space and they have what should be a top five draft pick um, that they I, I, I really want them to draft Wiseman. I think oh they're gonna, I think there's I think they're smoke screening. All this I don't want the pick. I'll trade it. We're not high on. They throw out we're not high on Melo or Wiseman because you'll get caught in the ball news and see mm-hmm. the Wiseman. They're not fooling me. It's no way they're not looking at what they're not looking at Wiseman. Wiseman is basically cat. Yeah, he's a seven foot version of cat that can dribble better. So you're telling me that they're not interested in that when they play small ball, they've been putting Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green at the three. Now you actually have a big man long-term. I think, man, if they draft Wiseman and you're starting Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Wiseman. We back, baby. <laughs> I mean, there, people know? are going to look at this like, how did this even happen? All I'm going to say is, look, LeBron, this I mean, we know LeBron is coming to an end at some point, you think. I mean, but the window is now for him. It's either we got to get this title this year. That's why we need to get this game going, and they maybe we get, get one next going. year. Everyone you know. knows, like, in the back, in, like, no matter what fans say, everyone knows that this is the year. Like, this yeah. is the year we got. This is the Houston Rockets year. Yep. Like, this is like the in, this is like the two years where Jordan them didn't win, and then they came back more dominant. In my eyes, that's what I'm looking at. And we ain't going to knock LeBron it. for that. Like, again, we already talked about it. It's not going to be one of those, oh, yeah, but they won in this weird season. No, it's going to be, now LeBron get this title, and I think he's got a shot at, at next year's title. But uh, after that, because, you know, you just never know how, how a guy's going to come back from a torn ACL, how you're going to integrate a rookie. They've, you know, Curry, um, Clay. Draymond haven't all played with Wiggins plus adding rookie. I mean, I could see a year where they need to kind of build chemistry, but 
after that, baby, I can't see why they, they don't win another two rings. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, man, I think the dynasty is back. But overall, that's why I don't think you can judge it. Like, I don't think you've seen the best of this dynasty. I think this is like the first half of the Jordan dynasty. We're just in a break like, right now. Yeah, we're in a break. Or, and if this season gets disqualified, that's going to kill players. Like, we could have got it this season. Because I don't believe they're going to need a transition. Because with Wiggins, they've already transitioned him in. They're good enough at the center position. They've literally played without a center for five years, almost. You know what I mean? Not a center that they needed. So they can integrate a young center in there, and they really only need him to knock down threes and do things like that. But, I mean, I just – I can't comprehend how people think that they're not going to be as good. They were better without Durant. Do people realize that? I, I, that I, as I a team, you. they were better. They were, they were harder to guard. Even in the playoffs when Durant went out and you just saw Curry and Clay again – they looked better again. Yep. <laughs> I'm I we I told you in the beginning of the episode, NBA fans are the dumbest fans on the planet. Like I'm convinced that NBA fans are just purely stupid. Yeah, I tr- I agree. I agree. All right, man. man. Anything else you want to touch on before we get done? I thought that was a good episode, man. That I agree. Um and next we'll get into the legend killer himself, the dynasty killer, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, uh the claw. The claw. So, you know, Kawhi single-handedly has, not single-handedly, but he's ended two dynasties or at least put a stop to two dynasties. Um, and so we'll get in a little bit more about Kawhi. Again, has a shot to win a title. And if, if that were the case, that he wins a title this year or at some point with the Clippers, what does that do for his legacy? Um, that's what's coming down the road. And hopefully next time we talk to y'all, we'll have more concrete basketball uh, news for you. So that's what we got. Two smart dummies. Yep, and uh, Two Smart Network. We just did a rebranding. Uh, let us know what you think of the new logo. Um, new pods. On new po- uh, got new pods coming out. But if you um, want to check us out, go to www.number2smartnetwork.com. You can catch us on Instagram at Two Smart Network for all the latest updates and on the new episodes. We got the Random Nostalgia Podcast with Q himself and Rollo. They talk about... Um, you know, just relive the glory days. We got the uh, When the Smoke Clears podcast with Sweet Lou and me. Uh, we usually focus a lot on music. Uh, we got the top 10 MCs, male MCs. We did the females. Now we're going to do the male MCs, which is going to be a lot more confrontational. We got the <laughs> Sexy Suburban Dead podcast with the top 10 comedies playing right now. We have the. Uh, oh, we got a new podcast coming. New podcast. Too. Good Common Sense with your girl KB. Uh, I think I missed one. Did I miss a part? Oh, no. a, a Fumble Ruski, a football podcast. Oh, yeah. where we cover everything football. So we'll be going into that next week. You can check our prospects episode and our draft recap episode. So check us out, y'all. That's what we got. That's it. That's all. Peace. Peace.